All right, Psalm 33, the word of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make music to him with a ten-string harp. Sing a new song to him. Play skillfully on the strings with a joyful shout. For the word of the Lord is right, and his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice, and the earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. The heavens were made by the word of the Lord, and all the stars by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into storehouses. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came into being. He commanded, and it came into existence. The Lord frustrates the counsels of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen to be his own possession. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth from his dwelling place. He forms the hearts of them all. And he considers all their works. A king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be rescued by great strength. The horse is a false hope for safety. It provides no escape by its great power. But look, the Lord keeps his eye on those who fear him, those who depend on his faithful love, to rescue them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and shield. For our hearts rejoice in him, because we trust in his holy name. May your faithful love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. Lord, thank you for Psalm 33. Lord, we are your people. We are your own possession. We are the people who wait for you. You are our help. We rejoice in you. We trust in you, Lord. And it is our prayer that your faithful love would rest on us. And in Christ, it certainly does. And we put our hope in you, Lord. Help us to uh, have ears to hear and eyes to see um, and hearts to receive your grace, your mercy, and your love for us today, Lord. We are uh, pilgrims just passing through, and often we are just weary pilgrims passing through this life. And Lord, we, we desire to give you glory, and I do believe that we give you glory when we receive grace from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's kind of cool that we do. Um, we all want to give God glory, and there are several ways you can look at that. Usually we go to, does anybody know what the word is? Obey, <laughs> which is good. We want to obey. But that's just where our minds often go to, is obedience, obedience, obedience. And obviously obeying God gives him glory. And every one of us in this room that has God as their Father, Christ as their Savior, and the Holy Spirit indwelling them, desires to live an obedient life. But man, if that's just the standard of how we can give God glory, oftentimes we're not giving God glory that well, are we, if we're being honest with ourselves. But man, it, ultimately, I believe that the coolest thing about our relationship with the triune God is to give him glory is just to receive from him grace, mercy, forgiveness, love, kindness, all the things we desire, because it's as we come just to receive from him, we're already putting ourselves in this position, and we are saying out loud that we have no strength and no power in and of ourselves. 
And he gets so much glory from that. And so it's pretty cool that as we gather together to give him glory, that it is we give him glory by simply gathering together to receive grace. It is good to be a receiving people. So praise the Lord, verses 1 through 3, all right? Off the heels of verse 32, this will be familiar to you, I'm sure, when you read it. Many pains come to the wicked, but the one who trusts in the Lord will have faithful love surrounding him. Again, that's, a, that's the prayer. I mean, we know we got it. And then David, then, or the writer of the next psalm, prays it at the end of the psalm that we would have his faithful love surrounding us. But here we go. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones. And then this psalm, that's, that's this uh, praise and call to worship because of the forgiveness of sin. And he comes shooting out of Psalm 32. See, these psalms aren't just there and just like randomly, this is Psalm 32. Now this is Psalm 33. And oh, look, there's some sort of connection. No, they're here in a specific order on purpose. So coming out of verse 32, a call to worship for forgiveness of sins. Verse 33, we, we have the same exact words. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the lyre. I hate saying that word. I'll say it differently every time I read it. Make music to him with a ten-string harp. Sing a new song to him. Play skillfully on the strings with a joyful shout. So usually we have to wait in sermons to get the application, which is usually, I don't do this. I used to. It's just imperatives. We just, we just tell you what to do. Um, I actually think that the best application of any uh, scripture is what, what, are we be call, what are we actually being called, not necessarily to do, it is a doing thing, but what are we being called to believe? What are we being called to know? Um, but here, right out of the gate, it's an imperative. It's a command. We're being called. We don't even have to wait 35 minutes to hear what, what we're being called to do. Right out of the gate, David, he can't, he can't wait to just tell people to worship, to worship the Lord. And it is, you'll notice, it's a call to corporate worship. And I love this little quote from Matthew Henry. The great desire that he had was that God might be praised. He did not think that he did it so well himself, but that he wished others also might be employed in this work, the more the better in this concert. It is the more like heaven. And man, we love, like we, we encourage people to read their Bibles. We encourage family worship. We encourage alone time with the Lord. We encourage that. The means of grace are present wherever his word is, right? But man, corporate worship is better than private alone time. It is better to be together than by yourself. They're both important. They're both good. But this is where it's at. And David knows it. And I love what Henry says. He just says, he, he's not, he, doesn't, he doesn't think he does it that well. And so he, of course, and we know that joy is most, is most felt when it is shared, right? I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, it's this, this is how, I mean, Eric just had a baby. Did he keep it to himself? Is he here? Where's he at? He's so tall and I can't even see him. Where's he? He's gone. Okay, he's with Pax. He, he, he can't, I mean, he can't keep joy to himself anyway. I mean, have you seen the guy? He's always smiling. I mean, he's always on cloud nine. And then he has a baby. And what's the first thing we do? We, we share we share. And, and it's so like us. It's, it's just how we are. It's how God made us. And so even when David's wanting to worship the Lord and then share good things about why we should worship the Lord, the first thing he does, and I know I've said it every psalm, is he, he, he calls on the people of God to join him. And I, and I love it. I love it so much. Rejoice in the Lord, you, oh, you righteous ones. There's the gospel. <laughs> I, I mean, 
Yeah, which I usually kind of sprinkle that in and then d- definitely highlight it towards the end of my sermons. But there it is, you righteous ones. I love it. This is like David's way of saying Christ is your life. You know, Paul says it, and we're like, oh, I wish, oh, I wish I want to have that, that Christ is my life. Dear Christian, Christ is your life. Uh, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Oh, I wish I had, dear Christian, to live for you is Christ, to die is gain. You are the righteous ones. Oh, I wish I was right. No, you are the righteous ones. You righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. And we know it to be true. We experienced it today. And it does help when the, when the person, as we're going to get into, that someone is skilled and, and, and they're singing maybe a, a new song. His mercies are new every morning. And if they're new every morning, then maybe we should come up with new songs and have new songs. And we, we always have a new song being sprinkled in. And right now, I, I, we probably have like three kind of that are relatively new to us. I mean, he's very skillful. It helps. He sings like an angel. No, he's not really. He's a decent singer. He sings in key. He sings in key. He's, a, he's an incredible musician, and he's, and he's picking really good songs to sing. And we would say with David, of course we would, that, that, that praise from the upright is beautiful. I mean, notice just the gospel already. The righteous ones the upright ones, you have praise from these people, and it is declared to be beautiful. Praise the Lord with the lyre. Make music to him with a ten-string harp. I'm sorry. What is this? Someone want to say that? Liar? Okay. Okay. Think of Elijah. Liar. Then he, Elijah's a liar. This instrument's a liar. Okay. <laughs> Lear. Okay. <laughs> sing a new song to him. And it's just, it, it, I mean, again, he's not saying you have to sing a new song to the Lord, but it's just, man, ah, new mercies, grateful hearts, new songs. Can I come up with more words to just express how much I love the Lord for who he is and all that he's done? Play skillfully on the strings with a joyful, with a joyful shout. Oh, be loud. It's okay to raise hands and to make noise. It's okay if you don't. But, man, when we just even think about, like, the righteous ones, when we think about why we are righteous, when we think about the fact that we weren't righteous, when we think about the upright ones, and we remember we used to not be the upright ones, and then we start thinking about God is righteous. God is holy. God is creator. We'll get into that. God is sovereign. God is omniscient. God sees it all, knows it all. God is all powerful. God is immutable. God is impassable. When we start thinking about who God is, and then we remember who we used to be, and now he, the word of the Lord is declaring us right here, you righteous ones, you upright ones. How did this happen? Oh, he sent his son. That's how it happened to live for us. And in his righteousness, then his perfect life is credited to us on our account. And his son then died for us on the cross, died for our sins, that our sins would be forgiven, that our sins would be covered. We start thinking in these terms, and we, we, when we see words like this, we have to think of Christ and his work. We have to. Because it's only then that we will praise the Lord with a lyre, make music to him with a ten-string harp, that we will sing a new song to him, that we will play skillfully, like we will have reverence and a desire to offer good praise and worship, and that we will do it with a joyful shout, a joyful heart, 
when we start putting all the pieces together, all the things that we already know. We preach the gospel every Lord's Day here to you, not because we think you've forgotten. We preach it to you and proclaim it to you so that you will not forget. <laughs> you will not lose the joy of your salvation on our watch here at RTC because we're going to constantly be remi reminding you of these things. And so just a simple call to praise the Lord. Well, why, though? Why praise the Lord? I, I mean, in, in this psalm, well, for, there you go. There's a reason word right there, because. And here's why. Praise the Lord, and this is verses 4 through 9, because he's the creator. That's why. So, for the word of the Lord is right. All his work is trustworthy. And we're going to see that this word and this work are connected into the creation of the whole world. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. That might be just a good summation of why. I mean, I'm going to unpack it, but it's like, hey, worship the Lord. Why? Well, oh, because the word of the Lord is right. All his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. All right. And the earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. That, that's why. Now, we can unpack that because he unpacks it because he immediately launches into creation. So he, he has the word of the Lord being right, all right? And then he talks about the work of the Lord being trustworthy. And the first place he goes is to creation. Worship the Lord. Why? Because the heavens were made by the word of the Lord. All the stars by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea into a heap. He puts the depths into storehouses. He separates the water from the land, and he, he decides how deep the ocean is going. I mean, just imagine the sheer power going on here. Uh, let there be light, and it's just there's light. He, he thinks it, he decrees it, and it happens, all right? Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Now, oftentimes, I am guilty of doing this, and most people, Commentators you read will do this, and it's like, well, what that means is it doesn't mean fear the Lord. No, fear the Lord. <laughs> Think about the sheer power of just creation and God's power. We should fear the Lord, have a healthy fear of the Lord. Let the whole earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Why? Because for he spoke and it came into being. He commanded and it came into existence. So worship the Lord, you righteous ones. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Sing to him a new song. Sing to him with a joyful shout. Why? Because he's God and he's the creator of everything. And he created everything just by speaking and it came into being. We do not have that ability. We say we're going to do something and then time will pass. Heck, we may never even do what we said we were going to do. But even if we do do it, accomplish whatever we're going to do, certain time is going to pass. Seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, years, months, or months, years. But not with the Lord. He speaks it, and it comes into existence. Worship the Lord. Sit and think about, as David often does to us and for us, and he helps us. Before we get going anywhere, just think about God. Contemplating God is its own reward. So, you, we come and we want to hear a word of, you know, tell me something to do. And it's like, well, why don't you just consider God? Why don't you just consider God? But I, I can't, I can't, what, wait, 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 what's that do? What, 
I can't like quantify it and qualify it. I don't even know what word I'm looking for, but it's like, I, it doesn't feel, I mean, I'm just going to think about God. Yes, that will do a lot in your life, but even if it air quotes doesn't, it, it's, it's fine because thinking about God and beholding God and beholding God in the face of Christ and be just beholding who he is. And today just thinking about the power of God in creating. It's its own reward. And so praise the Lord. Why? Because he's the creator. Praise the Lord because he is sovereign over his creation. No deism going on here. There is no, man, God is calling us to praise him. Why? Because he's created. And then he says, hey, I didn't create and then just step back. No, Worship the Lord because he is the creator and worship the Lord because he is sovereign over his creation. He is involved to the nth degree. He is involved in every single thing. He just doesn't decree the world. He decrees everything that then would take place in time in the world. And so we worship him for that. And here we go. Here's where it starts. Verse 10. The Lord, so this is after creation. Cre- creation is, 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 is going on. And he says, the Lord frustrates the counsels of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the people. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. So he thwarts the counsel of the nations, and yet his counsel stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. His providential care for the world. He is absolutely sovereign over his creation. Happy is the nation. So you have this nation that he's frustrating, but then you again, he's already declared there's righteous ones and there's upright ones. And then he says, happy is the nations whose God is the Lord, the people that he has chosen to be his own possession. We'll unpack that later. The Lord looks down from heaven. He observes everyone. He gazes on all the inhabitants of the earth. From his dwelling place, he forms the hearts of them all. He considers all their works. Guys, we remember what he sees in Psalm 14 when he looks down, don't we? He sees no one good, no, not one. (laughs) No one seeking after him. He sees a bunch of people declaring there is no such thing as God. That's what he sees. David says it in Psalm 14. We know it. And then Paul says it later on on in Romans chapter 3. So this is is the, the fear thing. This is... Now, again, the thread is, is being weaved through this, the righteous ones, the upright ones, um, the, the nation that has God, that God has chosen for his own possession. But man, when he's looking down, he's not seeing a bunch of people in their own power, as he's getting ready to declare, in their own strength, serving him and loving him and searching for him and doing his, doing his will. And he highlights it here in verse 16, a king is not saved by a large army. A warrior will not be rescued by great strength. The horse is a false hope for safety. It provides no escape by its great power. Who who is that to? Most people think that that's written to us to just declare to us that our strength and our hope and our power, we don't have it, and, and we get it, and it's from God, and so we need to rely on God for safety and for salvation. Okay, as awesome as that is, and that is certainly true, I don't think what that is, that's what's going on here. I think he's saying the Lord looks down from heaven and what he sees is he doesn't see anything that's good. And he loves righteousness and justice 
And so he is going to judge the nations. And these nations, nothing is going to save them from his wrath. Nothing is going to save them from his just judgment. Not their king, not the warrior, not their great strength, not the horse, none of their great powers, none of their schemes. And, and we start thinking about that. And then all of a sudden David says, but look, the Lord keeps his eyes on those who fear him. So see the thread, the righteous ones, the upright ones, the nation who God chooses for his own possession. And then all of a sudden there's these God fears. And there's these people that depend on God's faithful love, not their own power, not their own strength, not their chariots, not their warriors, not their horses, but God's faithful love. He will rescue them from death and keep them alive in famine. And salvation is of the Lord. We wait for the Lord. He is our help. For our hearts rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. May your faithful love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. And so there you go. There's Psalm. Psalm 30. What is it? Psalm 33. Praise the Lord. Why? Praise the Lord because he is the creator of everything. And praise the Lord that he is sovereign over his creation. There is absolutely no hope without God if he is not sovereign over his creation. We have no hope. We have no justice. I mean, that man's doing all this stuff then. We have no mercy. We have no salvation. Praise the Lord. I know that we want to get in philosophical man's responsibility, but at the end of the day, all right, praise the Lord that God is sovereign and absolutely involved in every single thing that is going on in the world, especially when we do think about salvation. And when we think about mercy, uh, Ephesians 1.11 said, God works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. And that's what 10 verses 10 through 22 are declaring to us, that God is working out everything according to his will. Romans 11.36, for from him and through him and to him are all things, everything, God sovereign over his creation. The sun is the radiance of God's glory in the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by the power of his word. Praise the Lord that God is active and sovereign over every single aspect of the creation that he created. For everything was created by him, Jesus, in heaven and in on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. That's why we worship the Lord. Because he is God, and being God, he is the creator of everything, and being God, he is sovereign over his creation. He is holding all things together, working everything out for the purpose of his will. The London Baptist Confession says, God, the good creator of all things, in his infinite power and wisdom, does uphold, direct, dispose, and govern all creatures and things from the greatest even to the least by his most wise and holy providence to the end for the, which they were 
created according unto his infallible foreknowledge and the free and immutable counsel of his own will to the praise of the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy. Praise the Lord that God is in charge over everything. We have justice because God is in charge. We have mercy because God is in charge. We have salvation. We are upright. We are the righteous ones. We are his people because God is in charge of everything. And so summed up, we praise God because he is God. It's that simple. And then we just start thinking about two things, all right? We start thinking about who God is and what God does. Now, I would say in America, we're kind of guilty of just only thinking about what God does. And then a lot of times we relay what we think God does and what we know of what God does back onto who he is when we think of him. But it shouldn't be so. We should think about who God is and what God does. And that should lead us to worship him. We praise God for his mighty works in creation. And we praise God for his mighty works in new creation. Let, let our minds wander from thinking and praising God for his power in creating and creating and his mercy. He didn't need us. It's all, creation is grace. It's love. But man, don't stop there. Think about the love and the mercy and the power of God in new creation. The fact that he has made people alive, rebirthed them, regenerated them, saved people. Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, our psalm says. The people he has chosen to be his own possession. And we praise God because he is our God. We praise God because he's God. But and when we start thinking about new creation, we praise God because he is our God. We are his possession. Through the power of his word, he creates. Through the word of Christ, through the word Christ, he recreates. Through the power of his word, he creates, the psalm declares to us. Through the power of his word, the gospel, he recreates. And so we praise him for it. Ephesians 2, one of my, and our, I think, favorite verses, you were dead in your trespasses and sins. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love that he had for us, he recreates. He made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses and sins. And I love the end, for we are his workmanship created, recreated, created in Christ for good works, which even that was prepared beforehand. So we praise God because he created everything, but we praise God for the fact that he created in us a clean heart. We praise God that he gave us a new heart, that he recreated and birthed us again, gave us life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. And we praise God for his sovereign rule and care over creation. We praise God for his sovereign rule and care over his new creation, his people. Don't worry saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the Gentiles, unbelievers, eagerly seek all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Ah, 
Praise the Lord. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent. <laughs> Creation, absolute total control. Yet, but even the hairs of your head, his new creation, have all been counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Praise the Lord for a sovereign care and creation. Praise the Lord that he cares for us, his new creation. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. We know that all things work together for good. Why? Because God cares for us. That's why. He didn't just care for creation. He cares deeply for his creation. And he cares deeply, deeply for his new creation, the church, his people. He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So when you think about God's providential care, yes, think about the fact that he's in charge of everything, but man, get it down, get it down, get it down, and start thinking about new creation, and then the church, and then your even own life, God is going to work out everything for good, and everything that he started, he's going to complete it, because God is sovereign. And so we, you can come up, Elijah. And so today, again, we know all of this. But praise the Lord. Why? Because he created everything. Praise the Lord. Why? Because he's sovereign over all of that, everything that he's created. The justice, the mercy, the fate, uh, eternal hell, eternal life, everything in between that happens in this life. God is sovereign all for, of all that. Fear the Lord. And then he gets down. He says, hey, you, but God, because of God, I love it. But look, God, you're the righteous ones. You're the holy ones. You're the upright ones. You are the people that God has chosen for his own possession. So don't just praise the Lord for creating. Praise the Lord for recreating. Praise the Lord for creation, because then there's nothing, there, there would be nothing to praise, because there'd be no creation to praise. But praise the Lord for new creation. Yes, praise the Lord that he's in charge of everything out there, but praise the Lord that he's in charge of everything in here. He's, he's in charge of your life, and he loves you, and he deeply cares for you. Praise the Lord. In Christ, we are the righteous ones, verse 1. Christ has rescued us from death, verse 19. Christ is our help, verse 20. Christ is our shield, verse 20. We trust in Christ, verse 20. Christ is our hope, verse 22. In Christ, we see the ultimate display and greatest display of God's faithful love mentioned at the tail end of Psalm 32 and then three times in Psalm 33. It's in Christ. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists of this. Oh, this faithful love looks like this. Not that we loved God. No, because when God looks down, again, in the psalm, he doesn't see a bunch of God lovers. He doesn't see God searchers. Not without being in charge of everything and intervening, intervening and saving himself. No, God, we didn't love God first. God loved us and sent his only son to be an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So we praise the Lord. 
And so verse 1 begins like this. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones. That's you. Praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with a lyre. Make music to him with a ten-string harp. Sing a new song to him. Play skillfully on the strings with a joyful shout. For the word of the Lord is right, and all of his work is trustworthy. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the Lord's unfailing love. So praise the Lord. We wait for the Lord. He is our help and shield for our hearts rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. May your faithful love rest on us, Lord, for we put our hope in you. So today, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for creation and that he's sovereign over creation. Praise the Lord for new creation. Praise the Lord that he is sovereign over his new creation. And just wait on the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Trust the Lord. Hope in the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you for your word, Lord. We love you. We are incredibly, incredibly grateful and will be for all eternity that you have chosen a people to be your own possession. Thank you for rescuing us. We have so much to rejoice in. It's incredible that you just declare us to be the righteous ones. Lord, we don't feel it so much of the time. But Lord, salvation is from you. It's outside of us. And this is your word to us. Help us to wait, rejoice, hope, and trust in you by waiting and trusting and rejoicing and hoping in your word and not the stinking thinking that is often in our brains. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.